what is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Scotty Davis from End of the Bench Podcast, and I'm here with Jalen Glenn. Jalen, how's it going, man? Another day in paradise. Can't complain. Another day in paradise. So uh, last last uh, podcast, we talked about the Celtics a lot, talked about the NBA, gave our picks for everything. We, we found out where your love for uh, the Celtics came from. We talked about the Red Sox. But we didn't get to the Steelers. So, you know, I know you. Your your whole family is is Cowboys fans outside of your mom, who's a Cowboys slash Saints fan. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So how did how did that come about? Uh, honestly, uh, I want to say it was the the Super Bowl run. I, I did bandwagon with which, my Steelers. Which Super Bowl run? Ah, good point. Good point. <laughs> we have a couple rings. Uh, At least one. The 06 Super Bowl run. Uh, I really loved Heinz Ward. Uh, Willie Parker was a integral part of that team that I really liked, and uh, Antoine Randall was one of my favorite players on uh, NFL Street too. And so, the second biggest running back ever. God, good gosh, <laughs> the bus. And uh, we we made that playoff run. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. I said, hey, I like that team. They win a lot. And then I jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> from there. Right on. And uh, from there on out, I love me some Steelers football. Okay, so uh, so how you feeling about this year for the Steelers? It's not looking pretty, but um, we're here. We're, you we're think if, uh, if they can find a second receiver in the, in the draft or – and make like a last last minute trade, they can kind of loosen up Juju a little bit because he, he took a little bit of a step back last year. Yeah, um, partially due to you know quarterback play mm-hmm. uh, with of Ben course. out, but you know even before then he looked good in preseason, and then once the actual season started, it was it wasn't pretty week one. But um, Juju, if if we can get one of the thirty talented receivers in this year's draft, right? Um, I really think that's going to compliment uh, James Conner. Needs to. Come back to James Conner form. Um, he I was, really I mean, he was hurt most of the year last yeah, year, so it's kind of you know. He, he was banged up, but that wasn't James Conner from you know two years t- ago, twenty eighteen, right? And uh, but Benny Snell is someone I've got my eye on for fantasy purposes this year. Uh, I think he's going to be you know somewhat decent. I think it'll be like a RB two status, but uh, if James Conner can't produce, that might be our running back of the future. I mean, let's not forget that man tore up Kentucky. He tore yeah. up the SEC in general. I was a savage at Kentucky, but uh, but yeah, um, defense honestly was the biggest surprise for us last year. I did not expect us to be the powerhouse we were on defense, but Adam Minka over there along with TJ and then Devin Bush turned out to be an absolute stud. Uh, you know, nice little uh, front seven. You know, need a little bit of help in the cornerback department as we have needed for you know the past fifteen years, <laughs> uh, but you know. We, we make do with what we got. But I think uh, if we can pick up someone, uh, the guy from Notre Dame, uh, Claypool, if we mm-hmm. can pick up someone like Claypool late round. Um, you know, I've, uh, if, I've seen Christian Fulton dropping down, yeah. dropping down to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Who knows? We might, uh, we might pull up some miraculous uh, trade draft night and uh, pull off somebody like uh, Ruggs, maybe uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, I'm just spitballing, just dreaming here. <laughs> just, just hey, uh, Mike Tomlin, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, go ahead and call Jalen. Get that, uh, get that trade, get that trade talked out. Trust me, I, I'm a fantasy f- uh, football trade expert. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's real life here, but uh, I can make something work <laughs> out for him. I will make a trade for C.D. Lamb if we can get him. So that kind of brings me into kind of what we want to do for today, called this or that. We're going to come up with some some players, some duos that I want you to pick from over the next five years if everybody's 100% healthy. So we have, first off, let's let's start with two people we always talked about, James Conner or Blake Snell. Ooh. 
completely healthy over the next five years. They're both young. They're both, what, a year apart in age. So, I mean, it's not like one's, you know, 30 and one's 25. And, mm. you know, who'd you go with? Oh, man. Um, this shouldn't be tough because, you know, one just went to the Pro Bowl two years ago. Um, honestly, over the next five years, I could see Benny Snell really popping off. Right. Like, really popping off. Granted, you know, James Conner is an absolute stud, mm-hmm. and we've got a great offensive line. But I think if James Conner, even when he was healthy this year, he had, I think, maybe three games where he had, like, a regular Pro Bowl running back season. Outside of that, it was a lot of 16-carry, 30- to 40-yard games, um, maybe two, three receptions out of the backfield. Benny Snell, however, can catch out of the backfield really well. So I think I'm going to have to go Benny Snell. I'll probably catch some backlash for that because, uh, you know (laughs) – uh, I mean, it's Benny Snell. It's a backup running back against a Pro Bowl running back. Which one would you rather have? But I think I'm gonna have to go Benny on that one. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go. Let's go NFC South. Let's go Kamara and McCaffrey. Hundred percent healthy over the next five years. Who are you taking? Uh, that's McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Statistically, it's. Are we going now? We're talking foot. We're talking on the field football, not fantasy football. Uh, I a still, bit, I still bit. take, still take McCaffrey. Okay. He's just too good at everything. Okay, that's fair. He could play quarterback for the Panthers at this point, honestly. <laughs> they, might, they might need it. Run Wildcat every play. Yeah, they might need it. Okay, so uh let's let's stick there. You have some some young some young quarterbacks up and coming in that division. You have some older older statesmen as well. So would you take Taysom or Teddy Bridgewater? We know it's when the Saints went with, so hmm. who who are you going with over the next five years? Uh, I think it's Teddy, no doubt. I think Taysom's one of those guys that you look back and He's just too good at everything, mm-hmm. but he's not great at anything. But I'm running people over. <laughs> he can do that real well. But I think he's a guy who's so solid all around that he's never developed into the past that someone like Teddy Bridgewater has developed into. I think people forget how good Teddy Bridgewater was before the ACL tear, mm-hmm. like four or five years ago. But I think last year going five and zero. Granted, that was due to the Saints defense. Man, I'm telling you, that's in my opinion. That's why the Saints defense kind of I don't want to say fell apart, but they kind of fell apart at the end of the year. Because for that five game stretch, they were the best defense in the league because they had to be. Yeah, they were winning games six to three and ten to nothing. Like it was, they were they were in some they were in some elite company with that defense over that five game stretch. Man, uh, sticking NFC South. Um, I'm thinking wide receiver wise, uh, Mike Evans or Julio. Oh, Mike Evans. Okay. I I am, and, and it's not the Saints Falcons rivalry. I really think Julio's kind of been on the downswing the last couple of years. It started off with this touchdown drought, which wasn't 100 percent his fault. Matt Ryan for some reason forgot he had Julio for like an 18 game stretch. He forgot who Julio Jones yeah. was. Calvin really became his new toy. Right. Um. But with Mike Evans, I, and I'm not big on Tom Brady, but if he can just throw it in that man's direction. Mike Evans is also younger, so I mean, give me five years of Mike Evans, Chris Goblin on the other side, O.J. Howard. If they get a running back, they can kind of loosen it up for him some more. And I think you can see a, um, you can see that true like number one guy come back out, in Mike Evans, because he is he is super talented. Mike Evans just has that reputation, at least in my opinion, of um, taking some games off. Yeah. That man can disappear for a couple of games and then can dominate a game out of nowhere. But uh, but still, I think you know Julio's getting older. Matt Ryan's getting older. I still think he's obviously elite, but 
for how much crap that Michael Thomas takes for little bubble screens and being able to take those, that was literally Julio's offense. Like his big spurts last year were little bubble screens that he outran everybody else on. Yeah, I respect that. But going off of the age thing with the quarterback, mm-hmm. so we've seen what Mike Evans can do with Jameis throwing to him, and now we have Tom Brady for at least the next two years. Mm-hmm. So since this is a five-year period, after those three, after those two years with Brady, if Brady retires and he's got three years with a backup quarterback or you know kind of a no-name quarterback, does he still outproduce Julio? At Julio would be age thirty-four then. You know, 34 is pretty old for a wide receiver. I don't think people quite understand quite how old that is. But let's say that, for kicks and giggles, let's say Matt Ryan survives the next five years as the starting quarterback. He'll be 39 then. Like, Matt Ryan's older than what I think people, like, understand. Like, he's been in the league longer than I think people realize. Um, You know, Tampa Bay is not the best run organization right now. Bruce Arians is doing, you know, a much better job of getting the X's and O's working. But – from a standpoint of going out and getting elite talent and like free agency and trades, they really haven't been all that good the last few years. They've been doing well with homegrown talent, but I mean, you know, if they can bring in somebody halfway competent, I still think Mike Evans produces better than Julio does. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, one of the biggest trades of this off season was uh, David Johnson going to the Texans and Hopkins going over to go play with uh, baby Kyler Murray. Uh, so, I have to ask, for the future, who's going to be the bigger star five years from now? Are we going to look back and say exactly what we're saying now? How could they give up, you know, Hopkins for David Johnson in a trade? Or are we going to be saying, you know, that wasn't so bad of a trade. We gave up, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league for a running back who fell off due to injury and uh, came back and shined behind a pretty decent not great, but pretty decent, uh, Houston Texans offensive line. So before I get into that, I just want to say, if you break down the trades, because they got Brandon Cooks the other day, but if you break down that trade, what they did was trade Hopkins for Cooks because they traded that second-round pick that they got for Hopkins for Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, if you want to break down that trade, Bill O'Brien's not doing a great job so far with that. (laughs) But, I mean, if we're talking 100% healthy, I'm not huge on Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. I think Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray is. I think that the – I don't think that the scheme in Arizona is going to fit Hopkins very well. Hopkins is a target machine, and he is a let-me-run-over-the-middle-of-the-field-and-catch-everything kind of guy. He's physical. Uh, I think that Kyler Murray's style of play plays better for somebody like um, – uh, who's their fast? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Is it Andy Isabella? Is that his name too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think those guys just play with Kyler Murray's style better. Now – Kyler Murray gets in trouble. He has DeAndre Hopkins dump off right there, perfect. But I mean, if we're talking a hundred percent healthy, you're you're gonna you're gonna be successful in some sort. I don't think it's as lopsided as it is right now. Now, if David Johnson goes back to I can't walk more than four days in a row without spraining my ankle, <laughs> you know, obviously it's gonna be a super it's gonna be a super lopsided trade. I would not, and I know this is not gonna be a popular thing to say. I know people are gonna be like, oh, you're just gonna you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins lasts more than two seasons in Arizona. I think he either requests a trade, gets traded, or leaves in free agency. Yeah. I just I don't think it's a good scheme for him. I think he goes somewhere. Honestly, I can see him in New England in a couple years. I hate to say it, but I can see that man in New England in a couple years or a system similar to that. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, I respect that take just because you look at what Kingsbury's trying to do and it's – 
with someone like Kyler, it's kind of like the Russell Wilson mold where mm-hmm. you don't have any big stud receivers. Like, granted, DK is a big guy, but DK is a speed guy as well. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett is a speed guy. Doug Baldwin in his prime was a speed guy. Man, I miss Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, you know, <laughs> kind of regressed into more of a Larry Fitz, you know, mm-hmm. slot receiver possession type guy. But if you look at the way they're built, it's really similar. Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk – it, they're they're speed guys. You get somebody like Kyle that's going to extend a play and look deep. You got uh, deep post routes, deep flies. That's that's just you know guns away type uh, offense. And someone like DeAndre, you know, he's still one of the best. <laughs> oh yeah, for but sure. He's not he's not burning people off the line. He's got a great release on you know the two yard line, but that's just because he's going to out jump anybody in the league. Hopkins is one of those guys that can make people miss once he has the ball in his hand. He's a fantastic route runner, and he does create some separation, not as much as he used to a couple years ago. But once he gets the ball in his hand, then he's a huge playmaker again. Yep. Cowboys fans know about that. <laughs> double, double spin moves, one of the best moves I've seen in the past few years. PJ will like that comment. Oof. <laughs> so, uh, also, I want to ask about quarterbacks in the draft. All right. Um, the only thing people want to talk about is Tua Burrow. You know, that's that's the big one everybody wants to talk about. But right. me personally, I like to deep dive. I, you know, I, I'm somebody that likes to do the research. I like to go back and, you know, figure out things that aren't looked at as much. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, you like Herbert or Love more next five years? Herbert. We don't know where they're going to get drafted, but. I like Herbert more. Um, I'm not big on Jordan Love. I've seen a lot of people who are huge on the man. Uh, they they think it's and he does he has a big arm he he does have some talent but man I watched his his uh, NFL combine he had a lot of throws out of bounds he had a lot of throws that were not on target now he had some that were and you know that's gonna come with being in an NFL practice facility and practicing and all that kind of stuff but Herbert I mean Herbert reminds me of Josh Allen but more accurate I mean that's just they're a very similar <laughs> player Josh Allen took a huge step from his first year to his second year in accuracy and being a better passer instead of just an athlete. And if Herbert is already at that stage, if not better, then if whenever he takes that step forward, I mean, whatever team gets him is going to be set. Do I think Jordan Love can turn into that? Absolutely. But over the next five years, I would go Herbert over Jordan Love personally. Gotcha. I think it's one of those things where people see the athleticism, they see the big arm, they see the potential there. Mm-hmm. And the second you see potential – in a draft, it's immediately, ooh, should we go after the guy with potential or the guy who wins games or, you know, has the stats in a big division? Bengals were looking at you with John Ross. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, this guy ran a 4 a four one two. It was like a four one two four one eight something like that? four two eight four two eight Oh, Jesus. Something, something like that. I don't think anybody's run a 4-1. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Yeah, supposedly. Well. <laughs> Bo and Dion supposedly Bo did. Bo ran a 3-5, if we're being honest. Facts. The legend lives on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Justin Herbert, I think for me, I go back and forth on this one because, you know, the potential is there for Jordan Love. He is a stud. Um, granted, he doesn't have the competitive wins that, uh, Justin Herbert does, even mm-hmm. though, you know, the back pack 10 hasn't been, or pack 12 hasn't been what it's been in years. But I, I think someone like Herbert, and it's not a bad thing. People don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Being a system quarterback is not a bad thing. People have Look always Joe, Joe Flacco want to want to want a Super Bowl being a system. People quarterback. always say, "Oh, he's a system quarterback." Oh, so he sucks. No, 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 no. He gets the job done. I think someone like Alex Smith uh, fits that mold. 
honestly, I think people forget Alex Smith, you know, his first couple years in Kansas City did have two 4,000-yard seasons in a row, which, you know. Alex for, Smith's one of the most disrespected <laughs> quarterbacks ever. For a game manager, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's kind of, for me, where I see uh, Justin Herbert going. Mm-hmm. No matter where I think he goes, I think no – uh, offensive coordinator is going to hand him the keys to the car and say, hey, you're going to drive us to the promised land. I think they're going to work him in kind of like Dak Prescott where, you know, we're going to give you a nice run game, uh, give you some complimentary uh, pieces, and then one day we'll kind of let you open it up, see what you can do. But I, I think next five years I'm probably going to go Herbert just because I've seen the consistency in uh, in college at Oregon. The thing that The thing that sticks in my mind when I think of Justin Herbert is that Oregon game that we watched where you were like, hey, guaranteed, this man comes back right here, throws three touchdowns in the last four minutes. I want to say it was the Stanford game. And sure enough, that kid turned around and threw three touchdowns in the last, like, five minutes of the game and then lost on a heartbreaker. But, I mean, the kid took over. Now, he didn't have a great beginning of that game, but when it came down to crunch time, fourth quarter, making the throws, he made every single throw he needed to make. Yeah, I just remember my exact words were, this man's draft stock's going to go up at the end of this game, guaranteed. Guaranteed he makes this comeback right here. And then he started doing it little by little, and, uh, you know, you see him make these nice throws that you're kind of like, hmm, that's not a college throw. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not a college quarterback throw. That's some next-level stuff. I think, you know, he fills out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's a Pro Bowl quarterback. So, so you threw out Dak. So I'm going to give you four this or that in the same division. Over the next five years, you've taken Dak and Zeke, Haskins and Geis, if healthy, 100%, mm. Daniel Jones and Saquon, or Carson Wentz and insert whatever Philly running back was doing well that week here. <laughs> we'll go Miles Sanders because he's the new young one. Uh, for me, I'm saying in order, uh, I'm saying Dak, Zeke, top. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a question. Zeke's by far the best running back in that division. Sure. Um, you know, one of the best in the league, period. Um I think PJ I like that statement. Yeah, you made up for it. <laughs> I, I think I think Saquon uh, Jones is an interesting one because uh, Daniel Jones, you know, surprised a lot of people. Played a lot better than expected. Yeah, but I think stats wise, they're not going to be able to produce the same way that Dak and Zeke would be able to produce, mm-hmm. um, just because of the talent around them. Uh, right. I, f- I feel badly for the guy, but you're not going to be able to run a great NFL offense with a garbage offensive line. Uh, you know, one of the most dynamic running backs we've seen in years, and then Evan Ingram. You know, that's no disrespect <laughs> to Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's a, an amazing tight end. I think he's, you know, top 10 tight end in the league right now, maybe even top five. But I just don't think there's enough talent surrounding Daniel Jones for him to be, um, you know, at Dak Prescott's level. I mean, Dak just threw for 5,000 yards or four. Was Blow it like four? Yeah, it was like four, eight. I was going to say it was like four, eight, somewhere up there. Um, and then Haskins guys, I love guys. I love the potential of guys. Um, I don't see Haskins yet. I know he's got all the talent in the world, but same situation. He has no offensive line. He doesn't have much help at wide receiver. Um, Terry McLaurin looked really say good. Scary Terry, man. Terry looked really good, but I mean, that's not going to carry a franchise. And then honestly, I do think I might put them ahead of Wentz and um, insert insert one of them. Yeah, but Miles Sanders. Sanders. Sanders is a stud. Wentz, uh, I've never been a big Wentz uh, proponent, but mm-hmm. it, I think it's a toss up for Redskins and Eagles duo. But I think top two is 
most certainly, uh, Dak and Zeke, and then um, uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon. I got to disagree a little bit. I don't, you know, then it could be my uh, LSU fandom kind of peeking out here a little bit, and that's fine. Uh, real quick sidebar, uh, John Ross ran a four two two, and oh. Dak had 4,902 yards. Mm. So you know, close. Get those get those stats you know, exact for later <laughs> on so nobody comes after us. But uh, so I think that given the right – you know, support system and and the quarterback or coaching support. I think Dwayne Haskins and Darius Geis are the number two in that division. Dak and Zeke, I love Dak. I think Dak is really good. I don't think he has the right support system in Dallas. Uh, I don't think that he has the full support of Jerry, even though Jerry says he does. Fans definitely don't support, you know, fans definitely are split on Dak pretty much 50-50. But Zeke's so much better than the rest of them. It's, that's a no-brainer, number one. <laughs> if Haskins – Haskins really came on at the end of the year last year. If he can get a full year of training under his belt and timing and everything else and Darius Geis is healthy, Guy showed just how explosive <laughs> he is at the NFL level. And if Trent Williams could stop holding out. Well, I think he's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, that man's gone. They should have gotten what they could for him and gotten Facts. someone to replace him. They wanted two first-round picks and something else. Bro, he's a great left tackle. He's a Hall of Fame left tackle. Just – you yeah. gotta you gotta get something for him. You you're not gonna get what he could have gotten in his prime, but yep. you had to get something in replacement so you don't have a new offensive line every week. Right. And then uh then I have Daniel Jones and Saquon. Now it's close. Mine mine is more the toss up between Haskins and Haskins and Geis versus Jones and Saquon. Only because Philadelphia's wide receivers can't catch anything. <laughs> they they cannot catch which Oof. makes Carson Wentz's job that much harder. I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I'm with you on that. I don't think – you know, he had the one great year that he tore his ACL right before the playoffs. It sucked. He, he's, you know, in MVP form. No telling if he was going to make him, you know, make the run of the Super Bowl that Nick Foles did. More than likely he would have, but you never know. But uh, I just I, – I don't see it. And then Miles Sanders, he can stay as healthy as he want to wants to, but if – um, what's the kid from uh, from Louisiana Tech – that's up there. Oh crap! Yeah. So if he has, you know, if he runs for you know eighty yards in a game and has six catches for fifty five yards, one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty five yards, Miles Sanders is out next game. You know what I mean? The yeah. the Doug Peterson cannot decide what he wants to do at running back. So with the inconsistent play and the the not enough time on the field, I just I have them at the bottom. Um, but I've been you know I've been kind of giving some thought to that because I've I've seen Haskins and. Uh, Haskins and guys kind of hyping each other up on Twitter the last couple of days. I was like, you know what? I definitely want to bring that up because that is a division of four young quarterbacks, four young wide, uh, running backs. They That is a tough division or it will be a tough division for a long time. Uh, I think this year going into it, the NFC South is going to be the toughest just because of the quarterback star power in there plus Teddy Bridgewater. 100%. But the NFC East is not very, not very far behind and it's going to be better for longer. The, the NFC South, like that older statesman, you know, the, you got all the guys who were top top five quarterbacks of all time, or the two two of the top five quarterbacks of all time, a, a surefire Hall of Famer, and a guy who can absolutely win games when needed. That's going to be tough to come out of that division this year. So you're telling me the AFC East isn't the tough, the f- toughest division by far? Um, let's see. You have <laughs> Rosen, <laughs> Allen, who I like, Jarrett Stidham, I guess, <laughs> and... Sam Darnold, who sees Ghost after getting hit twice. So, I mean, no. no I'm going to go. I'm going to go away from that division this year. Definitely the best one. Uh. So, 
here's a fun one. Uh, Mahomes and Lamar. Mahomes, no question. Okay. No question. All right. Do you think – now, I am I am not the biggest Lamar supporter. It, you, you can't deny what the man did this year, obviously. But it's a lot of the same thing we saw from Vince Young and RG3 when they came in. Do you think with a year and a half of film and study time that the NFL adjusts like they did for the other guys? Or do you think he has more of a Michael Vick career? I, I think he does have a Michael Vick career. Um because, I mean, you start to see how teams would start using a quarterback spy mm-hmm. specifically for Michael Vick. He basically invented that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's because of him that that started. But when you're just that blessed <laughs> athletically, it doesn't matter what people do as far as a spy. If you're too strong in your thighs to be brought down by a cornerback and then you're too fast for safety <laughs> for a safety or a linebacker i mean there, it doesn't matter you can spy them all you want um you know what i'm kind of excited to see this year is if isaiah simmons comes one-on-one with lamar that's going to be a fun one-on-one matchup to see if mm-hmm. lamar can juke him or if isaiah's athleticism just he keeps him in there because you know if he if he gets a hold of him it's done <laughs> those are both some grown men isaiah that simmons run is way too fast <laughs> they won't run way too fast to be that big yep 230 uh, with a what a Four three forty. That's <laughs> stupid. Uh, I think. I think the thing for those two is. I think Lamar doesn't have the weapons. But if we're being honest, Lamar doesn't need the weapons. That's like, fair. <laughs> Lamar is the weapon. That's kind of uh, like how Michael Vick was when he was Atlanta. Man, I watched that uh, the replay of the quote unquote dome coming, wherever the Saints had their uh, comeback after Katrina. Yeah. And you look on the field, and he really didn't like. He had Algie Crumpler. I think that's a guy that doesn't get enough respect whenever you talk about really good tight ends over the last few years. But I mean, you know, he had. I think he might have had Roddy White out there. Who's the no, 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 no. He had um. Peerless Price, and that was it. I mean, and you had work done. But, like, Michael Vick was that offense, and everybody knew it, and you still couldn't do anything to touch him. Facts. So, I agree. I do think he has more of a Michael Vick career where somebody might be able to slow him down at one point. But if he can get the one big thing that he has or that Vick has that he doesn't is the arm. I get that he flashed it a little bit here and there, but, man, people forget that Michael Vick could flick the ball 60 yards in the air and put it on like put it on somebody's numbers like it was no big deal if Lamar can develop more into a passer which is you know something we did see this year he led the league in touchdown passes I'll give him that um you know he he did develop as a passer if he can continue to do that man I I would have to go Lamar over over Mahomes personally yeah I think Mahomes is a fantastic talent but he's running into that issue that a lot of teams are about to start running into where they built young and everybody's going to hit free agency at one point, and you come down to who do you sign, who's good enough to come back, who do you have to get rid of, that there's some tough decisions in Kansas City coming up here. People think there are Super Bowl windows wide open. I give it maybe two more years before free agency affects it. Yeah. And I think I think for someone like Mahomes, uh, the one thing that I think people don't want to just immediately throw him into the GOAT conversation, because a lot of people already want to throw him into the GOAT conversation, because he's, right. you know, one of the most talented people we've ever seen. For sure. So is Aaron Rodgers. And I don't talk about that. <laughs> but I, I think the only knock on him is that he's got so many weapons. Anytime mm-hmm. someone, you know, talks about, you know, Lamar versus Mahomes, Deshaun versus Mahomes, it's always, oh, well, I mean, if Deshaun had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> you know, go f- running down the field, you know, Deshaun would be a stud. I, but, uh, I mean. I would have to agree to that. I mean, Deshaun's I, talented. I, I agree with that, too. But, uh, you know, going to your free agency point, if, let's say, Travis Kelsey 
I think he's a Kansas City guy. I think he's going to stay oh, in Kansas sure. City. I think he would take a pay cut to stay in Kansas City. Yeah. But I, I think someone like Tyreek being the absolute cheetah that he is, I think he could go anywhere he wanted to go, and he would. Uh, Somebody's going to give that man a ton of money. As, you know, our uh, one of our friends, Isaiah Thomas, would say, back to Brink's truck up. <laughs> put, it, put it to the front door, back it up, and let's see how much money falls out. Uh, like I almost kind of want to see what Mahomes could do with nobody because right. the one time this past year I remember seeing him do work with nobody on the field was that Raiders game the first time they played him I think it was like week two or three uh, whenever Tyree Kill had broken his collarbone mm-hmm. and you know uh, Demarcus Robinson caught three touchdown passes <laughs> and you know it was Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins and that's not any receiver <laughs> and that's not a receiving core. Anyone's going to go, Oh wow. You know, that's right. They're, they're loaded over there in Kansas city. I want to see what he can do for a full season with, you know, a mediocre receiving core so that people can, you know, debunk that. So I, I will say that, um, you know, we, you and I have talked about it. I think that Mahomes does absolutely make some throws that nobody else can make. And very few people ever have been able to make facts. But if I see Patrick Mahomes throw a ball and then look after he threw, like look away after he throws it, and somebody go, "Oh, it's a no look pass," I might throw my TV somewhere. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, the no look pass is a neat thing, but when you stare down your receiver, throw it and then look away. I mean, it's the same thing as basketball. People are like, "Oh, look at the no look pass," and it's you know he stared right at him and then looked away, right right after he released it from his hands. <laughs> That's a look pass. You know, you didn't see if it landed. Sure. That was no look, but. We'll call it a uh, Steph Curry shot as a pass. Oof. <laughs> yeah, you, you fired away looking at the goal, and then you turned away. You just you knew it was golden anyway. Yeah. Now, again, I absolutely believe that Mahomes is stupid talented. There's throws that nobody else in the league can make right now for sure. Um, so if you had, let's say you're, you're building, you get a quarterback, a running back, two receivers and a tight end to build around right now to win next season. Not over, not over time, to win next season. And I have all the monies in the world? All the monies in the world. Whoever you want to slap on that roster, that's who you put on. All right, so uh, you said two receivers? Two receivers. All right, so. You build your fantasy football team and so minus a flex. I need I need Tyreek because I, okay. I need a burner. And also I'm going to use him as my kick returner because, duh. <laughs> right, uh, fair. You know, get bang for my buck. Um, as my big possession receiver, uh, I'm gonna have to go either MT or Hopkins. Pick one. Uh, I, I guess I'll take the youth of MT over over Hopkins. Okay. Um, I almost want to put Mike Evans in that as well. Uh, why not get you another six three guy that can also burn? <laughs> Let me get McCaffrey at running backs. You know, someone right. that can do everything. Um. We'll give you a second running back. We'll give you another option at running back, too. Two running backs. All right. Scariest thought on earth. I'm going to have a split backfield of Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Oof. That's um, rough. You know, I would love for to have. For the defense, that's rough. <laughs> I would love to have somebody, uh, you know, like Zeke, who's just, you know, a phenomenal runner and a pretty good pass catcher. But Saquon is just a monster, right. uh, you know, with no talent. So you give Saquon <laughs> this group of athletes. Um, tight end. Um, probably not a popular pick. Um, Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Steelers tight ends will be in this. Um, Jeff Heath. Uh, I, I'm I'm t- I'm torn in between uh, Evan Ingram and David and Joku. Hmm. 
I like I, I like Kelsey. Um, I like Ertz. Uh, that's my fantasy tight end every year. Um, Kittle, I dude, I almost want to go Kittle now that I think about it, just because he's such a good run blocker. Uh, honestly, I, I think I think I'm gonna switch it to Kittle. I okay. think I think Kittle's run blocking puts him over the top because he's one of the best run blocking tight ends in the league. And someone like Evan Ingram and Joku are literally just receivers that are built like, you know, linebackers. Um, but yeah, so we'll have them. And who's throwing? Uh, I'm going to go. I mean, I got to go. I got to go Mahomes. I love Deshaun, but I got to go Mahomes. Okay. So I, uh, I, I don't think we have anybody overlapping the other person. Mm, good. So, uh, My team wins. Okay. All right. Fair. But I, I got I got Deshaun at quarterback. Figured. That man is, uh, you know, I, I love me some Drew Brees, and that is always going to be my favorite football player of all time, more than likely. It would take a lot to debunk that man, but Deshaun's right there. For for current players, Deshaun is my favorite quarterback, not named Drew Brees. Uh, that man, I, I don't think people realize that until that uh, Kansas City playoff game, that was the first game that he lost since high school by more than a touchdown. Like that's that's are you, excuse me, since high school and that man started three three years at Clemson, played Bama twice in the national title, and has played three years now in the NFL and he's lost one game by more than a touchdown. That's stupid. that's a winner. <laughs> that's stupid. That's not a quarterback. That's a winner. Facts. So if you give me give me a give me Deshaun Watson, running backs. Aaron I would have Jones. To go, what? Aaron Jones. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't throw Aaron Jones out there. No, but uh, give me Zeke and Kamara at running back. I respect the the nice little dual threat there. Yeah, I can go. You know, Zeke, give me a give me the. Don't, I don't want Zeke touching the football when it's in the air. Just hand <laughs> that man the football. You can throw Kamara out in the slot and let him run routes all day long. Tight end, I'm gonna go Kelsey. Uh, I I think George Kittle's a, ma- a fantastic player, but I think Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. He is. Uh, receivers, man. Um, I would go probably with um, I would go Hopkins and I would go Michael. So we have one person overlapping, Michael Thomas. I, it's gonna sound like you know a, a Saints homer there, and I tried not to put as many Saints players as I can, but Michael Thomas and Hopkins. I mean, who's gonna guard that? And then you have Kamara leaking out of the backfield, Travis Kelsey running routes, Zeke's Zeke's running it through. I mean, you know what I mean? That's just that's tough to stop everywhere. I don't have a burner. Hopkins can, you know, we talked about a little bit, can run a little bit still, but between those guys, they might have three drops all season. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that if, if Deshaun throws the ball up, they're going to get it. So for our for our fans out there that are going to think to themselves, why was my favorite player left off of there? Why was my go-to RB1 in fantasy last year not on there? i got to ask a couple names. So okay. no Ertz at tight end. I, I'm not big on Zach Ertz, mostly okay. because – um, Carson Wentz forgot he existed last year because of Dallas Goddard for whatever reason. Got you. Uh, at receiver, uh, people such as uh, you know, I brought him up but didn't put him on there. Mike Evans, uh, Julio. I have to see Mike Evans with a consistent quarterback. Got you. Julio again. I feel like Julio's just kind of been on the down downside the last couple. Of years. His numbers are still great. Don't get me wrong. But if you if I have the chance between you know start one, bench one, cut one of. Hawkins, Michael Thomas, and Julio. Julio's getting cut. Got you. Um, at quarterback, uh, I mean, we got people like 
Lamar, Russ. Um, Russ with those people would be filthy too. A-Rod, Dak. Rodgers is overrated, been overrated his entire career. Uh, Dak's not wants. consistent enough. I And I'm a big Dak supporter, but he's not consistent enough. Uh, at running back, there are – I think running back, as much as this has become a pass-happy league, this is the greatest just – total running back uh, class I've ever seen, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, since I've been alive. But, I mean, we're looking at – we named four different running backs. Mm -hmm. Like, we had two different running backs on each of our teams. Right. And any of those four could slide in for the other one. Correct. Absolutely. Um, But, I mean, looking at teams, you got people like uh, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, uh, Fournette. Jesus Christ, if Fournette could stay healthy – you saw what he did last year. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones is an extremely underrated name. I hate you for the fact that I know that name as well as I do. Yep. I mean, I don't shut up about Aaron Jones, but a healthy Melvin Gordon. Oh, and that'll bring that'll bring me to my next what if. Um, but also Dalvin Cook. I feel like Dalvin oh, Cook man. didn't. I didn't even think about Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin didn't get brought up. All right, so I'm gonna switch out Zeke for Dalvin Cook. Okay, there yep. it is. I'm gonna switch out, and I I He's, think Zeke's great, but man, Dalvin Cook. Showed last year just how dominant he can be. He could take over a game. Yeah, I think Dalvin's slightly better in the pass catching game and Zeke, slightly, sure. slightly um, less. Yeah, yeah, slightly less in the running game. I think he's a couple steps ahead of Zeke in the pass catch. Zeke is an underrated pass catcher, but Dalvin trended more towards Kamara and McCaffrey numbers on pass catching than people realized from last year. Yeah. Got you. Uh, let's see. You also have guys like Austin Eckler who prove that he, he, you don't have to be a six foot one running back to dominate anymore. You could be a five foot nine, hundred and eighty pound guy and still go out there and put up stupid numbers. Insert athletic running back in Kansas City's system here. I mean, any of those guys were great. LaShawn, man, if LaShawn McCoy was in his prime with this team, Oof. nobody would touch them at any point ever. They would put up eighty points a week. I really want to see the Chiefs pull a Bears Mm -hmm. uh, thing where they say, you know what, you are the freakiest player we have on this team. We're just going to slide you in at running back the way they did with Corderell uh, Patterson. But I want to see them throw someone like McCole Hardman in there at running back every once in a while. All right, so my my personal last what if that Mm -hmm. I really wanted to talk about because I think it's just an interesting situation all around is going to be – Nothing special. <laughs> Absolutely nothing special. Just the Denver Broncos backfield. You got Philip Lindsay, so Royce Freeman, and Melvin Gordon. I am a Philip Lindsay supporter, so I was so aggravated that they went out and got Melvin Gordon. I don't understand it. That man is a top ten to twelve running back right now in the league. And Mel uh, Philip Lindsay is who I'm speaking of currently. Yeah. And they just they hate him. I don't know what he did. I don't know what. I don't know if he just accidentally stepped on John Elway's shoes one day and they were just brand new. I don't know what he did. But between Royce Freeman splitting touches last year, even though Philip Lindsay was still doing great, and then you went out and got Melvin Gordon, you're going to have to trade one of those guys. Yep. You're going to have to get rid of either Royce or Philip, and they hate Philip. So I'm, I'm wondering. Now I will say, if Tampa Bay is smart, trade them a pick for Philip Lindsay and get Philip Lindsay on that team. Honestly, get any of those players, but if they get Philip Lindsay, that's a that's Disgusting. a completely different ball club. Absolutely, but I think I think <clears throat> Philip Lindsay should head that running back core. I think him last year, even with Royce Freeman literally being force fed the ball at times when he shouldn't have been, 
Uh, I, I think Philip Lindsay showed he still ran for over a thousand yards. Royce Freeman ran for, I want to say around 750, 800 yards. And then Melvin Gordon, after coming back, after crying all offseason, uh, <laughs> had a decent little year. Um, not he, did pro- than, he did better than what people, I think, than what people think he did. Yeah. If, y'all, if y'all go look up his stats, he actually had a very similar season to what he did the year before when he was a pro bowler. Yeah, but, you know, with Eckler shining, that just that right. helped that man out the door. And that's why he decided instead of going somewhere where he could get more money, because it's been stated that he could have gone somewhere, an, an unnamed source, but uh, or an unnamed team, Tampa Bay. But he could have gone somewhere and made more money and decided to go to the Broncos. He I, decided he wanted to go win six or seven games a year <laughs> just so he could play against the Chargers twice a year. Right. That I is really petty. Thought, I really thought that Tampa Bay was going to make a run for Melvin Gordon. I really did. I thought that was going to be. Especially if you go get Tom, that's a no-brainer. Go get a stud and throw him in the backfield with Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Bray. That what, what do you what do you defend against? You know what I mean? Do you stack eight in the box to do the to defend against a run? Do you put an extra DB out there because Melvin Gordon could also catch passes out of the backfield really well? Um, Tampa Bay, if you're listening, try something like that. <laughs> do something. But uh, so if you could. Because I've, I've got it in mind, and I've spoken this into existence 100,000 times, and it'll never happen, unfortunately. But if you can give your favorite quarterback one receiver, who would it be? Like, who would the quarterback – or if you can give one quarterback one receiver, who would it be for you? Mm. Oh, man. Um, I'd honestly say you have to go with – Man, we've talked about this man too much today, I swear. But if we're talking about just like right now, I mean, I got to go with Hopkins. He, I mean, he's just an all-around package. Mm-hmm. There's, He has no flaws in his game. Right. He's got Larry Fitz's, you know, no-drop passes ability. He's got Mike Evans' height and athleticism. And he's got Michael Thomas's probably same speed. But he's faster than Michael Thomas for sure. Michael <laughs> Thomas ran like a four six or something like that. He's faster than MT. Yeah, four six is so slow. I, you know that what guy's I mean. a snail. <laughs> Compared to NFL wide receivers, four six is on the slower side. Facts. But I, I think Hopkins just overall, that's just the guy. I think he is the most talented receiver in the league. I think um Who are you giving him to? You giving him to Lamar? I are you putting him on Pittsburgh? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm giving him right back to his old quarterback. (laughs) Deshaun's my favorite quarterback. I don't really have favorite quarterbacks in the league right now, Mm -hmm. but I do love me some Deshaun. I mean, if they could have gotten David Johnson and not given up Hopkins. (laughs) So I'll also say Deshaun Watson, and I think you might know where I'm going with this, but uh, please give give Mike Williams back. That was a (laughs) disgusting duo in college. Mike Williams tore up Alabama in that championship game. Please give him Mike Williams back, especially if you took Hopkins away. You, you took the wrong L.A. receiver. <laughs> go get, go give Brandon Cooks back. Say, hey, sorry, we have the receipt. Take him back. We don't want him. Give us our second rounder back. Slide that over to the other Los Angeles team and go get Mike Williams. Because you have seen that guys who have played together previously have been split up. And, you know, even though they do well, it's nothing like they were. And when they're reunited... Man, that they're out of their minds again. Mm. Uh, if you give Watson a big, fast, just can make ridiculous catches. Mike Hogan's one of the best spectacular catches in the NFL right now. 
Facts. If you can give him that man, it, it, he takes another step up. Like they can, if they can continue to grow together, that becomes a top tier quarterback wide receiver duo, in my opinion. Yeah. That's being a Deshaun fan. That's being a Mike Williams fan. I understand. But man, watching those two together in college dominate and what they could do now, disgusting. <laughs> I want to say Mike Williams' stats could be elevated a lot by having a real quarterback. But at the same time, I feel like we wouldn't know Mike Williams as well if it weren't for Phillip Rivers. No disrespect to a GOAT. Absolutely (laughs) no disrespect. I don't want any Chargers fans in my mentions talking about, oh, you disrespected Phillip Rivers. He gave us 15 great years. I don't care. He's a a Hall of Famer, but he's not what he was. And if he weren't making bad passes, Mike Williams wouldn't be a big name. (laughs) True. but Now, people also don't realize that Mike Williams went over 1,000 yards both the last two seasons. I mean, it's not like he's putting up baby numbers. But he does lead the league in 50-plus yard receptions because he had to because it's the only time Philip Rivers would look at him. It, it, it goes off of, like, the basketball mantra. Anybody that, you know, can fly knows the best alley-oop is a bad alley-oop. Right. If you put the ball on the rim, you're going to get a basic little two-hander. I mean, you you put it way away from the goal, you're going to get... Derek Jones Jr., <laughs> where that man was man looked like he was 50 feet above the rim. Yeah, if he would have gotten that from Jimmy Butler, it would have been a basic dunk, but he got a pass from a center named Bam Adebayo. Right. So, or, you know, if, if we're not going to take Mike Williams... Um, Los Angeles Chargers, since Bill O'Brien's just giving everybody away, go get Deshaun. <laughs> that was that's a I've been a Chargers supporter of this is a this is a dark horse Super Bowl team. Put Deshaun on that team and they are a front runner. I feel badly for Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. <laughs> People don't talk about those guys nearly two, enough. Two of the best linemen in the league and that defense is just stout and they can't do anything because uh, we won't talk about it, but Philip Rivers throwing a fade to Austin <laughs> Eckler. Good. What are we Plus, thinking here? And now they went out and got, they went out and got Chris Harris. You have Chris Harris as a, as a corner there as well. You have Derwin James. Um, who's the guy on the other side of uh, Chris Harris? I'm blanking on him. Anyway, you have a top five defense. Top five to seven defense. You throw – I mean, I'm not a big Tyrod guy, but you throw a – better Tyrod out there and Deshaun Watson and that team is that team's a top three team in the league. I miss Ty. But we won't we, we won't hey get man, into, we won't get into my nostalgia. He's the uh he's the go to guy this year apparently in Los Angeles. So he's better than the other Los Angeles quarterback. So Ooh. all right well uh, I think that that'll wrap us up for the day. Um if y'all have any other anybody else y'all want us to choose in between, hit us up on uh Facebook, Twitter. We got an Instagram today. It's uh the dot cheap dot seats three three seven. So hit us up. We'll be posting little snippets from uh, from this podcast from our other podcast called Talk Is Cheap. We'll be throwing some stuff on there. Let us know who else you'd like to talk about. We will gladly go over anybody else. And uh, for for the fans out there, let's go ahead and uh, get a little poll going. Uh, we'll we'll try to get it up on our Twitter uh, sometime tomorrow. But we're gonna get a little retirement home. What if? So if you could bring back one retired player right now, such as Luke Keekley, Andrew Luck, Gronk, Jason Witten. Jason uh, Witten's not retired, but he's with the Raiders. He's he's retired. That he's retired. He's in an old folks' home. He is retired. Uh, or or even someone like uh Patrick Willis. He's still not Oof. too old to come back. Oof. Let let us know. Let us know on Twitter which one of those players you'd like to see come back. That'll be our at home what if for the day. All right, y'all have a great day.